Hello, Brian's and possibly not Brian's. This is all the Brian's where a Brian interviews Brian's. And this episode is brought to you by Pandemic, the board game where Brian's work together to try and stop a global virus. Available for delivery from the End Game Store, which is what this episode is about because this episode's Brian is Brian Roberts, an owner of this massive gaming store in Charlottesville. Here's Brian. My name is Brian. I run a game store here in Charlottesville, Virginia. Been doing this for about 10 years now. Would you consider this a tabletop gaming store or board yeah. game store? It's, it's or... tabletop. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a hobby gaming store, tabletop. I Generally, most people don't know what I'm talking about when I bring it up. But we do games. Oh, like video games is the first thing I think. We do dabble. We have some like yeah. consoles yeah. and PCs people can play on. But we are mainly focused on person-to-person interaction, sit down, play a game with analog. You're not sit looking at a screen and you... Yeah, interacting with people. It's, yeah, it's a social yeah. club essentially. You come in here, and you'll people will know your name. You can come in anywhere. Open seven days a week. Oh, so it's the new Cheers. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's how I tell it to some people that are older. So we are like the Cheers of gaming. You know, there's no alcohol involved. You come in, and you know, people say hi to you. Everybody knows your name. I mean, is the prerequisite that everybody that you know, I mean, at least of the owners and most of the people that work here, they're all kind of like into the community of gaming. Yep. Like, uh, yeah, I wasn't really into card games and board games that much when I first got yeah into this kind of stuff, but. I started to play Warhammer 40,000. It's a little miniatures battle game. Yeah. And when I moved to Charlottesville, I was looking for a place to play it. And this place did a little bit of that. So I, then I kind of expanded into knowing other things from necess- necessity. Like I had to learn how to play these games to sell it. So then it kind of took over my life. I was like, this is a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. I really just wanted to be in charge of myself and run a business. But now we're here and I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. I, no, I mean, it sounds like a... A great like a great way to just like make a living is like working in something that's just like fun and brings joy to people you yep. know that's the goal of the shop is it's oriented towards just come have a good time yeah it's like everybody is welcome as long as you're not being a jerk to somebody or you smell real bad I mean, sometimes you know <laughs> the, sometimes people are one or the other or they're a combination of both like but you know you have some talks with folks oh uh, that's funny okay so i guess of the problems I didn't think about would be like, you know, people who are so into gaming that they maybe haven't uh, worked yeah, on their hygiene as much as their they social need, need to. <laughs> awareness is yeah, lacking, but you know, you, uh, it's like a nice time. Sometimes you, know, you have customers that are with you for years and years and years, and you can kind yeah. of teach people and train them. You see them change. And yeah. I've had kids that, uh, I'm some kids that I met when they were 13, 14, they're now you know, 23, 24. It's just seeing them grow up around you and they're they're in there in the shop every week so you're a part of their life so you kind of have to have a positive influence on people yeah i, I mean i can't imagine it'd be hard to just even be familiar with all the all yeah, the games so much here stuff. at any given yeah. time like what percentage of the games have you even tried here uh, <laughs> quite a small percentage but i have been actively trying to partake and so we do a board game night at a pizza place in town here yeah. uh, every tuesday and i i've been going just to play new games like i to need learn to learn games. stuff so i can which is game. like the hardest which is probably the most unfun part of a game it is, <laughs> is the learning the so yeah every time look. you sit down and the, it takes a little bit longer you're trying to read all these rules and you realize you messed up four turns ago you were doing something wrong this entire time but you know, that's how my uh you know that's how my holidays always are we're like you know we're, we're coming off of like a couple months ago was the holidays every holiday my brother and sister they want to try a new board game that they bought and it's like because it's like yep. holiday time is the time for the game so it's like but half the time we're just learning a game every night we're not then playing the game we just learned the previous night the next night we're learning another game yep. that night <laughs> it's generally nice to have somebody who's at least read the rule book through yeah or has played it before to give an overview, because it can really be a grind to. What, in your personal experience, what what game ha- 
do you think has like the most like uh, complexity in terms of rules that is just like insane to you? Well, there's some games out there that I've seen that I won't even attempt to play. Yeah. Um, Twilight Imperium. People love it. Twilight you, Imperium. You can sit okay. down and uh, games I've heard take eight hours to play. It's just massive. It's a space <laughs> battle game. You're accumulating resources, fighting people, and it's just some of it's too much for me. Like I'm not really into sitting down for eight hours and a table and playing. But for some people, that's perfect. That's what they want. You can hang out with your buddy all night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is the holiday? I would assume the busiest time of year for it's sales. Busier, yeah, for the game. Yeah, like the games. You see a lot of new faces, a lot of walking people getting gifts. What is like the most popular game uh, games here that you just sell like in general? Probably Settlers of Catan. Okay. That's a very yeah, yeah, popular yeah, yeah, game yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So most people who don't know much about board games, but they've heard of that game or they've played it once in college or something like that. It's which I've heard is now just shortened their branding to Catan. Yeah, I think they did do that. Yeah, <laughs> they've yeah they remodeled. It's a, we keep it in stock at all times. We stock all the expansions. It, it sells very well. It's a constant mover. It's kind of a I would say an icon product. People know if they come in to look for Settlers of Con, maybe they'll get into something else. Like, yeah. So we, we have a display up front for all that stuff. And then we try to, you know, if they like that, come back. Well, there's some other things you might like. Are there any games that like uh, aren't maybe as popular as Catan, but you've noticed that are just like kind of growing in popularity? It might be like like the next Catan kind of thing. I... Anything top, top of your head? Maybe not. Not really. <laughs> I haven't been keeping my eye on the board game sales as much, but yeah. we do so much card gaming that like, that's enough to keep up with. Like magic is so such a big part of our business and all of those types of terms. Cause like a magic, it's like, you can kind of, uh, I mean, it's a lot of, of getting like expansion cards, right? Yep, they or it's, release it's about, a new set every Like there's months. an infinite number basically that you can in, there's incorporate in 20 it, right? years, 25 years now of sets. And they've released a set every three months for 25 years. And oh, wow, new cards wow. and, <laughs> yeah, and then, so they have different formats you can play. So if you say there's modern format, you can play yeah. from this set to this set on a time frame, And then they, so you can only choose cards out of those blocks of sets that they've released, which are usually like 300 cards a piece. And then there are certain cards that are too powerful, so they'll put it on a ban list. So the company itself puts out an official, like, you can't use these cards that are too strong. Like, the community has spoken. We've reviewed it, and, like, it just dominates the game too much. So they cut those out. And there's different formats for everybody. There's casual. There's, there's It's really kind of crazy if you have Magic the Gathering has – and it's so many tabletop people at home, like, who come in and they play Magic at home, and they don't even really use the, the ban list or the rules or the formats. They just play with whatever they own. And it's yeah. kind of – you really do what you want, yeah. What a, is there a game that you are like? Would you say is like your personal like forte that like you're best at, or you play the most? I, I guess it's Magic, just because it takes you're, a lot of upkeep. Okay, yeah. Everybody here plays Magic, really. Like you kind of can't escape it. Like, okay, you're gonna have to, especially <laughs> if you work here, you're gonna have to at least have a basic knowledge of how the game works because you're gonna be interacting with it a lot. So yeah, so if you get people are like asking questions about certain things around Magic, yeah. then. Yeah. So unfortunately, I don't have much of an understanding of, or knowledge of Magic, so I can't ask informed questions. Sorry, Danny okay. Bryan out there <laughs> that is like a diehard Magic fan that is like, why don't you ask this question? I apologize uh, in advance. Back, uh, um, back to your other question, you said a, a rising popular, would, yeah, popularity game yeah, would be yeah, Dungeons yeah. & Dragons. Like yeah. that has really taken off. The, that show oh. Stranger Things came out and oh. the kids were playing. It really Cause saw a spike. Because that was considered, I thought, like an older game. It's super old. Yeah, they're still going. But now it's spiked because of Stranger Things. It's, yep. Uh, it was, it was kind of on an uptick before, and then that yeah. show came out, and it's gotten a lot younger. People are all of a sudden like, oh, that looks like fun, sitting in the basement, you know, making up wizards and sorcerers and fighting yeah. each other. Oh, it's interesting. Or, okay, I, yeah, I guess I guess it totally makes sense, because like, based on what you said about, like, just all these companies, anything popular in pop culture, like, they'll just skin a game to be, like, reflecting of that. In fact, there's a Stranger Things skin of Dungeons & Dragons, Of Dungeons too, & Dragons. So. Of course there is. Yep. <laughs> Jumped on that bandwagon quick. What's, uh, 
like how do you decide what's in stock here? Like what? How does that work? My partner Sam is yeah. he's the inventory master. He looks over everything that's selling. He's always got his yeah. you know his ear to the ground trying to figure out what's coming out. You know, we get all kinds of emails from distributors and the companies that are like, hey, we're releasing this in a little while. You want to get your pre-orders in, and you try to you kind of know what your customer base is into. Yeah, you just talking to folks and they'll, they'll request a game that we don't even know is coming out and be like, like I got to look that up. Okay, yeah, yeah. we'll get it in for you. And, is there like, a, like what's the weirdest thing like a customer has asked that you have in stock or does like kind of like no request kind of can kind of face some, you at a store like this kind of a thing? <laughs> so the, the request we get the most that we never have in stock is uh, people confuse us for like a, a hobby car shop, like the RC cars. Like uh-huh. the one, the the really fancy ones that can go like I don't know, hundred miles an hour or something like that. Weird. Why would they confuse you with that? Because I think that tr- traditionally, like a hobby store used to be like that, like model rockets, trains, the RC cars, and like RC planes. So they consider since this is gaming hobby, we're like a hobby gaming shop. I think okay. that's what we are on Google because we these, uh, these are hobbies, but hobby shops. You kind of have to, to categorize yeah. yourself in yeah. like probably preset Google yep. categories. Yeah, yeah. So we get a lot of those calls and just have sorry. And we thought about stocking it, but none of us are into it. None of us know about it. And I don't want to really just carry some product line that we're going to basically half-ass. Like we're just, and none of us know what we're doing with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a, you, have, you have to learn a whole and cater to a whole nother culture. It's definitely a different thing. group and it's really not what we're trying to do here. You don't need play space for RC cars. Like, <laughs> Yeah. What would you say is like the weirdest uh, thing that you even, that you have in stock here? Weirdest thing. I mean, I just oh, bought a game called Guillotine that I, I mentioned before, but it's like, I don't know how you, what could be like weird or like, it's all relative, but like. <laughs> I guess, so, yeah, whatever your definition of weird is. I mean, I think everything here is probably pretty weird to a lot of people because you can get people who aren't into board games or into this kind of stuff at all. They walk in and they just, their eyes go wide, like, what is all this stuff? Like, it's, it's toys, essentially. So like, my wife was curious about a game we we, we saw in stock on your website last yeah, night. Yes. It's, it's called uh, Dude, and the and we, <laughs> the description it just says this is a game where you say dude. There are a lot of ways to say dude. Try to find some other dude who is saying dude the way you are, the way you are, and see if your dude cards are a match. If they are, sweet. And when the game is over, you can chill. So like, how does this game work? So we, you know? I, I haven't. We just got it into store like I would say a month ago. It, obviously, it's based off of a. The Big Lebowski. That's what, okay. I thought yeah. that like they had like a kind of like a minimalist like visage of him yeah, on the cover. I think that's more of a party game. Okay. It's kind of a like you. Can, it's not, not super serious. I'm sure there's very little rules. It's gonna have to do with pronunciation of the word dude and. Okay. Yeah. You're trying to mimic the way it's written on the card and seeing if somebody else. It's like playing go fish with a partner, but just saying dude at people. <laughs> that's okay. how I would interpret that. Because I was just like trying to piece together how it, it actually the mechanics work. Just reading the description, it's like very vague. It's like. And then we saw that there's even a sequel called More yep. Dude. <laughs> and that description just says, this is another game where you say dude. Surfers say dude. Robots say dude. Lots of different people say dude. And that's all the description is. But I love that the original dude was a game is age 13 and up. And then, well, More Dude, I guess, is less risque for some reason. That's age <laughs> 11 and up. Maybe they changed so, it. Out. Yeah, they, like, they, I'm just, it's just so funny to me. Like, what, what, what made that two-year difference in this game called Dude? The designers must have had some feedback. Like, maybe we don't need to limit this. To, like, we're losing sales. People thinking this is a mature game. Because there are, like, Cards Against Humanity is yeah, very that's true. risque. That's true. And so there's a lot of people who are actually vehemently against that game. They're like, that's not a real game. It's like. It is a game, and you got to get over it yourself. Is a game, it's not for it's you, perhaps, but it, a game. And it's very popular. So, <laughs> have you ever had like any like angry parents come in and be like, "My kid bought this Cards Against Humanity game"? <laughs> Has that ever uh, happened? No, I don't think we would sell it to a child either. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, okay, if okay. you're looking too young, like, yeah, sorry, man, you're gonna have to get a parent. 
Yeah, that I just proved. Okay, I was just about to say, like, do anyone really pay attention to those like age blanking up? But I guess cards against cards against humanity would be the one where I'd be like, yeah, no, yeah, we specifically be. know that one can be pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw that even like uh, speaking of like just games blowing up is that like I saw cards against humanity just has bought Clickhole like the website or whatever. That's, yeah, that's yeah. I did so not know like, that. I mean, yeah, I love. They've been I, growing a lot. For yeah, sure. it's like to the point where like they're buying like something that I would be considered a maybe a bigger company, but I guess not because uh, Clickhole. Um, and I mean, I just and I personally just enjoy funny games. And, yeah. Like, do, are there other like funny like indie games or like like I wouldn't maybe know about or so many indie games out there. Like, there's Kickstarters for board games nonstop. We get tons of solicitations for hey, support our Kickstarter. Blah blah blah. It's like. Sorry, man. You're gonna have to come up with a production version. There's just too many games for us to like invest in all this stuff. So, are you are you allowed to stock like Kickstarter kind of games, or do you have to like basically partner with the actual creators on Kickstarter? Like, how does that work? So you you would I guess you would assume you would kickstart the game, and then they would send you these, and hopefully they actually get enough productions that they be you know they get to a distributor. Yeah. And then you'd have the Kickstarter version would eventually, if the game is successful, the Kickstarter version would be like the original OG kind of thing. It would be worth more just because it's you know first edition. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. People like to collect things. So it's funny. It's like in the fall, I went to this uh, workshop for humor writers at the Kickstarter headquarters in Brooklyn. And the it was the person like running it just said that like was telling all these humor writers in attendance that like for Kickstarter, take advantage of Kickstarter, you should really just get into game writing. Like and that was like the whole focus of the presentation. It's clearly a, a huge growing sector for them. And like probably speaking to the, just the growing popularity of tabletop games in general is mm. that he's just telling everybody to basically just try to get into game writing. And if you like, can get one to hit, yeah. <laughs> so, solid mechanics and a good theme and good art. Yeah, yeah. Um, so even like the rise of like Amazon, I'm sure like Amazon really cuts into like some board game sales. But oh, yeah. even yeah. though that is the case, it seems like it's grown so much that you're still growing because there's just the, the demand is there. So the demand is there and we offer, we kind of see ourselves as less as just retail product stuff. We are a service. You can yeah, come in and yeah. ask for suggestions on a board game. What games do you like? Our staff are knowledgeable. We try to train people up on that. Or even if we don't know somebody, we, if somebody who works here doesn't know about a game. There's probably a customer in the store that we know. We'll be like, Hey Bobby, come over here and talk to these people. And they have no problem. They're like, Hey, let me tell you, they're <laughs> excited to get somebody into it. So yeah, I just had a curiosity then like, Oh, what percentage of like, you know, maybe time effort not necessarily biz- your yeah. business is live events versus like just product based game sales how does that break down we do a lot of tournaments and they just run side by side while we're doing everything else yeah, so it, yeah. once you get a tournament going generally you can kind of like get your round started and everybody plays and you can you don't have to manage them for a while and you go do your other things and we get a lot of walk-in customers i mean they yeah. don't they don't come and play in the store they just come in buy something and leave or somebody would come and buy something, play it right there at the table. Like, you know, having a space to people to play at any time. That's one of our big selling points, I would say, is that you can come in any time of the week, basically, and you will have a table to play at. Unless we have oh, some great. Huge, unless that's we have great. a huge event going on. Sometimes we have to tell people, like, you might not want to come in on Saturday. We have this really big event that we've been planning for a couple months. It's going to be packed. So yeah. you're welcome to try. Well, we might not be able to fit you. How many, like, people can compete, like, at once? At a, uh, a couple weeks ago for our Friday night release event, we had 110 people. Yeah. At an eight o'clock event. And they could all completely sit at chairs at these tables. It gets a little crowded. But you know, like we can a, we have yeah. extra tables we can break out, we can move things around, but comfort we as is, you can probably go sit eighty something people out there right now. Yeah. But that's not like, you know, eighty people like just watching like a, a stand up. That's like eighty people needing space at a table. Yep. Like it's it's we have a eighty lot of, chairs, yeah. It's a lot of room. Yeah. Um can you think of any like have you ever had any like a memorable like disputes at any of these gaming competitions like i feel like the stereotype of like tabletop gaming is like people think of like 
you know, the family gatherings where someone gets mad at losing and then flips the board. And, like, have there been ever, like, epic poor losers in these There's competitions? There's been some pretty poor losers, yeah. yeah. But we try to squash that. Like, it's not an acceptable behavior in public around other people that are just here to have a good time. Like, you can yeah. be competitive, but you need to cool your jets. And <laughs> How yeah. do you how, – how, how is a game, like, kind of almost, like, refereed here then? If it's held here, is there, like, staff that then – like, maybe I'm just – I'm sounding completely ignorant of how these games work, but, like – how do you like basically monitor like that there's nothing going wrong? <laughs> so there's a lot of like it's a lot of watch your opponent. But so for a Magic the Gathering tournament, if it's a competitive event, we have judges and they're they qualify to be a referee essentially. And there's a judge program for the community. And oh, they wow, have to okay. like tear up and they have to get trained by other judges. So and, they're not actively participating in the game. Like they're just no, they there walk, as yeah, a judge. We will compensate them for their time and. Oh, that's, that's wild. I didn't know it was that, like, uh, you know, official. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of – most of our stuff isn't. So the stuff we run weekly tournaments, like, well, basically we run daily tournaments, but they're, yeah. they're much – there's no judge. Like, the people who run the store can make calls on yes or no. That was the right rule for the game. But really, for board games, there's not much – the rules are written down in a book, so there's not really any yeah, um, yeah, yeah, leeway. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Magic has a very complicated set of rules that – can be interpreted in different ways. So you have to have like a knowledgeable person or an expert who can kind of yeah. settle some disputes. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I imagine there's, yeah, there's some people who are take, uh, being on the wrong side of a settlement, uh, lightly or yeah, they, uh, some people are real losers. sore losers and we've had to like <laughs> have talk and you pull them to the side, like, Hey man, this is not the way you should be acting. And I understand that you're upset, but you're going to have to, what can we do to make this better? Can you go apologize to this person? Can you both come to an accord that like you can be in the same room together? Not, fight with each other otherwise you're not welcome back yeah so i'm thinking about how like you know in esports like video gaming there's now gamers who have like developed their reputations and like the fan bases and come like that popular are there like are there notorious like tabletop gamers in the same way as that the, yeah magic has a very big uh pro community and they're very active on twitter so they have a lot of followers and there's teams that travel and they put post up all their you know tournament results and they have fan bases essentially yeah is there any like uh hometown uh, heroes for some from charlottesville that yeah, are is, like uh, quite good off the top of my head harlan fire he used to work for us actually now he's on the pro circuit for magic the gathering doing really well he's got a couple teammates and they travel all over the place doing tournaments winning money would you say like there's specific games that have a particularly distinct fan base compared to other games that you notice like you could almost like there's a maybe there's like a is there like a not a mean stereotype but is there like a funny stereotype or just something that you've noticed over the years about like one type of game has, attracts this type of person. <laughs> there's, so there's like different styles of board games. Like there's a Euro game, and which is basically like bean counting. It's a lot of like keeping track of what's going on on the board, and you kind of. Yeah. It's a lot of just managing pieces as opposed to where some games are more fluid and it's more about the flow of the game. And I would say that the one game that has a crowd that has been generally not so great is Yu Gi Oh! Yu Gi Oh! Yeah, it's very popular in other places. We tend to shy away from it a little bit. It's something about it, it attracts just teenage younger men that are kind of disruptive and something is, it, is there it. something about the game or is it just like a weird it like is. a grassroots it's, thing that just grew around this community <laughs> i don't know if it's the game that attracts them or like the, the group of people that are all playing it, so they just kind of attract other people like them and then they all yeah. just start doing this but yeah. i mean that's not to say the game itself is not bad it's that's just one community that i've noticed but yeah that's it, interesting okay that's what i that's what i was like going for just like something i would have no idea about that like oh randomly Yu-Gi-Oh has some like Notorious game, game Sorry, community. Sorry, players. <laughs> no, Brian doesn't want to offend any uh, potential uh, fan bases here. So. <laughs> keep it nice, yeah. Yeah, we're, keep, we're keeping it nice. Um, um, is it unusual for a game, like a, this type of game store, 
um for a city like the size of charlottesville like charlottesville is about you know is it like is it under 100 under 100 it's under 100 people? but it gets close to it when uh the university is in session yeah yeah but yeah. yeah it shrinks down during the summer so i would say we're around 50 are gaming stores like this kind of but are they like pretty much common now in a lot of the cities about the size like a like a like one specialty store kind of a thing i think you yeah you can get away with one per city generally we yeah. have another smaller store in town they do a little bit different stuff they sell model trains they broke off from another store that eventually closed and okay somebody okay, bought cool. their inventory of train things and they they're a little farther on the other side of town so we don't interact as much but they do their own thing is this pretty much the only uh kind of like space that does like the live event kind of things the competitions in charlottesville yeah in charlottesville. richmond which is a you know fairly large city yeah 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 it's about an hour away there's a lot of game stores over there but they're not the size there's one or two that are a little bit outside of Richmond that do basically what we do. And they they have as many tables and things, but yeah, we made it a big emphasis to have play space. Like you can go into a lot of stores. They're really small and cramped. They yeah. A couple this tables is, set is up. Huge. <laughs> yeah. we moved from another location just right up the road. That was a lot smaller, but we finally grew out of that place. I would say five or six years ago. I don't really remember the timeline that well, but. Okay. So this is the second location. Yes. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. So how did the original location and just the store in general um, come about? So the store has actually been in town for, I would say, 20 plus years. And then uh, okay. I got to Charlottesville in 2009. Okay. And I was looking for things to do. And I looked up game stores and I went and I visited this place. When I went there, the place was kind of looked a little grungy, a little run down. It looked a little poorly managed. And I kind of started hanging out, started meeting some folks and then kind of pooled our money. And we got a group of guys together and bought it. So there were five of us and 2010 that ended up buying it so five friends and then we worked for free for a year taking no money just trying to turn the place around it like was making no money it had a good customer base had loyal customers but the, it was just so poorly managed and i could tell that this was an easy turnaround okay so the the original store was an existing gaming store it was called the end game center actually the end so, game yeah. center okay so you decided to keep the name yeah we guys... kept, like, the customers know the name it's kind of well known around this area and so like when you were starting this business like 10 years ago or, you know, your phase of the business, like, were you confident then at that moment that like a, like a specialty store like this would be successful? Like how confident were you? Like I was confident enough that we could turn whatever the store was doing. It was technically yeah. staying open, yeah. sort of. I knew we could do better than that. And I really, I had just gotten out of the Marines at the time. So I was 24, 23. Oh, wow. Okay. So I just wanted to be in charge of myself and not have people tell me what to do all the time. So whatever it was, like this was just an opportunity. Yeah. And if it failed, it failed. I was going to school at the time and working here. But you were but very it, confident that the specialty, you know. Ha it just seemed so cool. And there were so many people still like loyal customers to this crappy store that it's like, <laughs> if they're here for this, then if we just made it better, there's no way we're not going to attract more folks. Yeah. So even though might have like been – a moronic thought, but it worked out. <laughs> like we got lucky. Nice. So how I was, how do you then divide like just kind of like between the other owners, kind of like who's doing what? Like you, you said you already said you're not you're not the guy that's going to be running the be the dungeon master. Uh, but you're kind of it's some just over time we kind of figured out what we were good and not good at. And yeah, we meet just kind of regularly and we talk and it's it like out. we kind of assign tasks to each other. Like we want to get this done, so we assign a goal as a business and we go, how are we going to tackle this? Well, I'll do this part of it. You do this part of it, and I'll do this part of it. And then yeah. if you need help with something, you ask them, but pretty smooth. And I saw on the website that one of the services that you guys provide is that the end games can build a board game library for a business. Yep. Like, how do you like decide which games would go into like a, a library? So we have our employee, Will, who does a lot of the streaming stuff. Yeah. He's really kind of the board game expert. And 
a few of those other guys are pretty good at it too. So we know what would probably play well in a setting outside of a GameStop or a game store. Like you would go to, like we go to this pizza place. So we've kind of catered games to them. Well, we, we try to suggest games that would play well, quick time. You sit down while you eat your pizza and you can play. It's just, it's just a lot to choose from. You just, We give them a wide variety of things they could choose from. And they ask about something, we can tell them about it. It's which, things that are non-offensive, easy to play, easy to learn. Don't have a lot of pieces, really. Yeah. So it's a conversation about how you decide. It's, yeah. it's not it's like, kind of a, oh, here's what yeah, here's what you start with. This is always good. There are work. like the classics, like Catan is one that you just, you probably want that. People are going to know what it is. So if they go into your store and they see, or your, your, your coffee shop or whatever, and they see Catan, they're familiar with that. They might draw them over to look at some of the other stuff that yeah. you've got over there. You're not you're not maybe necessarily being like here go uh, <laughs> play play Monopoly, which is like notorious for just creating fights. <laughs> yeah, it's we do sell Monopoly, but yeah. I mean it's everybody knows it, so it's not the most interesting thing. Who really wants to go out and play Monopoly while you have dinner or? And it's hang. a long it's like game could, where yeah. like people get eliminated <laughs> and then they're not having fun, and then you the know. game is designed to be not fun anyway. It's about how bad Monopolies are. <laughs> like, yeah. One guy's just gonna crush everybody. I just watched the movie Marriage Story recently, and it was like they the family gets into a, monop- a fight around, or like they have sore losers and playing Monopoly. It's just like funny. That game is just like who? Why is that I don't fun think it ever anyone? ends in not a fight. <laughs> yeah, how is that fun for anyone? <laughs> or arguments? Just, don't sell that to him. What do you? You doing? need to have like a legal disclaimer when you sell it. Just be like, we are not responsible yeah, for any fights that you and your significant other break up over this game. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I saw another uh, service that you provide is that you will run an RPG adventure for a group or a business. So, like, I'm wondering how that works. That's and this is also just me being ignorant to how RPG adventure games kind of work. Yeah. Um, how? Yeah. So, how does that work? We running it for someone. So they would tell us how many people they have that want to play, like what time, where they want to do it. They could do it here. We could do it somewhere else. And then we have a dungeon master, the game master, who would come up with a like a one time adventure where. You, they would just go through one story. Generally, like D and D games could last months or years. People have been playing in campaigns that have lasted their like entire adult lives. So they, they meet you know once every so often, and then they keep going with the same characters in this continuing story that the dungeon master has made up this world. Instead, you condense it down to like we're going to do for four hours. Here, you're the barbarian. You're the wizard. You're the cleric. Here's your story. Here's your mission. Like you guys are stuck in the jungle. Blah blah blah. You got to go get this item, and then you. What do you do now? And then. You just it's a social interaction game anyways you, you can't win dungeons and dragons it's just playing it it's yeah. telling us it's telling a story a group-based story and so it's just it's just a better experience when you have someone kind of guiding a, a your group. dungeon master is very crucial to how the game runs and an inexperienced yeah. dungeon master can kind of like just not know how to handle what other people are doing you're managing people's personalities more than you are a game oh like, interesting okay you kind of have to know what the players are into like what type of person are they are the person that wants to smash stuff with their axe all the time or is this person the guy who wants to steal stuff from his own party how to make them interact and get along at the table for a couple hours while getting to do what they want to do like giving everybody a little bit of shine and attention while also making them work together and not pissing other people off have you ever personally done it? Like run a, run a. I've a tried group? to run it. I'm not so great. You're at not the greatest. Okay. No, I like to play. It's a lot of fun. I, yeah. So I also saw the, saw you guys sell mystery board games. Like how did how did that come about? And do people actually buy these? It's, yeah, it's we, quite risky. It was, yeah, we they're like discounted. We put what type of game it is, and we yeah. wrapped it in paper and said, "It's a mystery board game. If you like these style <laughs> games, there's going to be one of these types in this box." Uh, okay, so like you can only choose kind of like the category yeah. a little bit. Okay. If you're not, we don't do that year round. That was a more of a Christmas promotion. We might have to get that off the website. But uh, okay, okay, okay. I just thought it was like interesting that like okay, someone gets Monopoly. They're like, what? No, <laughs> this game again. Yeah. No, nothing like that. Something more interesting. So, what would you say is like maybe like your favorite and like least favorite part of just this job? I love that I'm 
kind of free to do what I want and the success is, you know, on the backs of the, me and my partners. But it also means that you're constantly kind of, you have to worry about it all the time. You never can really let it go. So taking time off and giving yourself a mental break is probably the hardest part. So it's like you, you enjoy like that you are, are in control of what you do for a living. But, you're, and but also you're, like just always the axe kind of hit. Like, but the then it stops like, with you. Like something yeah. goes wrong and you're responsible. There's no like you can't push it up the chain. Like somebody else will take care of this. Like, it's you. Yeah. And now that, so now that gaming is like, you know, a job. Has it made you hate anything specific about gaming that you previously enjoyed? Can Sometimes I hate magic with a passion. It's just, like, it's just such a grind and it's so much to keep up with. But then, you know, you kind of get, you take a break from it and you come back, you're like, you refresh yourself. Yeah. You can get burnout on doing anything. So yeah, yeah, can, yeah, of course. Sometimes you just don't play games for a while. You just come and do the business side of it and you just don't participate in doing that. And then sometimes you do a little bit less of the business and more of the getting into the community and gaming with people and putting your face out there. So I saw that the store hours uh, are kind of almost like bar hours. It's like it, yeah. it starts at noon and like some days it goes to like 2 a.m. or like yep. or like not much earlier than midnight. Um, so like what is like a typical day like for, you know, you like just work like as running this kind of business? So, yeah, we open at noon because nobody's buying board games before noon, really. I don't think. <laughs> other, but also staffing requirements like yeah, there's only yeah. i would say eight of us maybe nine of us if we have a, like a flex worker the part-timer yeah um uh, so getting them scheduled so that they can stay at the register and you know we have overlapping shifts and whatnot i kind of come and go as i please unless i need to cover a shift i work yeah. from home a lot i you know i do a lot of the like facebook advertisements and our uh, social okay, cool, media cool, cool. like our twitter and our instagram and you know making banners and things and advertisements so i can do a lot of that from home which is nice so i don't have to always come in I just moved back into Charlottesville from Richmond, so I don't have a commute anymore. So now I get to be around a lot more. Um, so here's like, yeah, here's just like a last question about just the, you know, tabletop gaming in mm -hmm. general. I'll see a little bit of background, but like, is there any just like good like resources or publications that just cover this type of like gaming, kind of like gaming news? Is there anything that's There's like... a bunch of gaming websites. But if you're talking about board games, boardgamegeek.com, if you can find okay. out anything you want to know about a board game. And they've got people on there reviewing all the stuff, telling you what's in like recommending it for different types of people and whatnot. So that kind of does our job, but online. Yeah. And so where can you, where can someone find the more information about the end game specifically? The endgames.co. The endgames.co. Okay. Yeah, the guy who owns the endgames.com is asking for an outrageous amount of money. So oh. just, we were like, it was, like, <laughs> it know, like, doesn't matter. It was like 10 years ago. Yeah, he, he wanted yeah. like, we were just starting off. He wanted like 30 or 40 grand for it. I was like, I don't even know if we're going to make it. So we'll just get the .co for 25 bucks a year and move yeah. on with our life. And now we're trending higher than, you know, there's no yeah. hits on that website, and it's I think it's still empty. So theendgames.co, not theendgames.com. <laughs> if you yeah, if you want to see what's going on with us, we have and you're active you, on Facebook. If you use right? Facebook, it's facebook.com/slash/theendgamesva. Uh, for Virginia, some, yeah. yeah. Somebody else has the end game slash the end games. We're on twitter.com/slash/theendgames, and Instagram is our is tag life with a one the numeral as the I because somebody else had tag life. <laughs> Tech life as in T-E-G abbreviation -E of the end games. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So then like, uh, where are you originally from? And then how did you uh, end up in Charlottesville? I was born in Poway, California, which is a little right outside of San oh, Diego. Wow. And I was there for like first 12 years of my life. And then my mother and my stepfather moved us all over to Michigan, Ann Arbor. I was there until I was 18. And I joined the Marines to get the heck out of Michigan. And then I was in the Marines for five years. And then they had moved here by the time I got out. Uh, so I figured I, would, I didn't have any place to live. I figured I'd come stay with them. And then as I was staying with them, I got I know I got a part-time job. I started going to school, saw the game store, bought the game store, stopped going to school, started doing this full-time. Yeah. So, it, but you, and you said that, like, 
coming from the Marines, this appealed to you of uh, just not having everyone someone yeah, yell at you every, all the time telling you yeah. what to do. It's, it's really funny. Because I got out in 2009, <laughs> which was right after the economy had crashed in 2008. So oh, yeah, it, yeah, as yeah, I was getting yeah, out, yeah, all these yeah. people are talking all this crap. Like, You're not going to make it, man. You should stay in. I was like, man, you guys are m- making me miserable. I'm getting out of here. And then oh, it was kind of just a chip on my shoulder. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so that should have factored into how uh, confident you were in that this, how yeah. the store would be successful. We're just going to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Whatever. Well, to, Here's a dumb question, though, but, like, then uh, do Marines ever pass a time playing, like, games like this? I played a lot of Monopoly in Iraq. Really? Monopoly? <laughs> we, played, we played for money, though, so it's oh, like... Oh, God. Uh, sounds- yeah, people, I mean, there's <laughs> Marines of all types. Uh, that's how I got into the Warhammer 40,000 was a couple yeah. of my buddies were playing it when I got back from Iraq. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I got out shortly thereafter, and then I had these little plastic miniatures. I was like, well, I'll find some. Maybe there's a place around here that I can do this. But I didn't do so much of it while I was in. I played a lot of video games. Yeah. I can see Marines playing, like, you know, something like Warhammer or something. Yeah, but, that is, yeah, Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, you know, but, like, Monopoly just sounds... It's just, well, that's what we had out there. It was just really funny. Yeah. It was kind of funny. I never thought I'd be doing that. I mean, it got really intense, too, but... <laughs> so, aside from the end games, uh, not gaming in general, but, like, is there a place that you would recommend? Just, like, is there any, like, a... Hidden treasures in Charlottesville. Anything you want to give a shout out to in Charlottesville? There's a lot of cool places in Charlottesville. It's a pretty small business oriented city, so like any, yeah. everything on the downtown mall is pretty neat. It's oh got, yeah, yeah, downtown mall is really nice. I mean, the, the university is a huge part of this town as well. You can't really escape it. It is yeah. the town essentially. Um, and do you plan on staying in uh, Charlottesville for the foreseeable future? Yeah, I do. It's it's a nice city. I like living here. I never thought I'd end up in Virginia, but once I got here, it's like this is a pretty nice place. Um. All right. Well, let's let's get into the Brian question here. Okay. Um, do you know why? Uh, do you know why your parents uh, named you Brian? I do not. I think all I heard was I was almost named Elvis, and then that got made <laughs> and somehow I ended up with Brian. <laughs> you were almost named Elvis. Uh, <laughs> Life you, would have been so different. <laughs> do you wish you were named Elvis? No, I think that's a kind of a just Elvis, the person having existed. It's like you're just constantly you'd be going con- to, yeah. yeah, you'd be constantly having to be like, oh, my name is kind of a yeah, joke. You like, hear about that your entire life. Like, oh, it was a whole, some type of yeah, hip shaking joke. And I agree. You just have, have like a very specific type of personality to like want that, I feel yeah. like. Um, do you know why they spelt it with an I versus a Y at least? No, I do not, but I'm happy the way they did. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I was looking at your. Your website and yeah. down at the bottom you have the poll for should you include Brian's with a Y and immediately yeah. I was like no of course not it's like that's just how I felt my like why did you spell <laughs> it that way it looks wrong <laughs> it's got that little tail sticking out of the bottom it just doesn't look as nice and symmetrical yeah it's always yeah it's funny how like I I Brian Y Brian some of them how mixed their feelings are of like uh, the specific spellings of the community <laughs> I did see the majority voted no on that poll but that might just be because of the type of traffic you get being from Brian's with eyes <laughs> yeah you know I mean but Brian Cranston I would take Brian Cranston <laughs> Brian Cranston was the third option so <laughs> um, in terms of like your spelling of your name do you know like are you Irish at all do you would that have any influence on I it believe even I am. don't know uh, I believe it's more German English. Okay, okay. So then maybe that doesn't have anything no. to do with it then. Um, what are like your siblings' names? Like, where does Brian fit into this? I have a sister named Alice, and that's my only blood sibling. I have a stepbrother named Eric. Yeah, but in terms of like, yeah, you're, you're, so your parents' naming is like Eric and Alice and Brian. Okay, so two part question: Dead or alive? One other Brian you could meet. Um, or who would it be and favorite Brian of all time? Uh, I've thinking about favorite Brian of all time and I've never really thought about that before. The one that popped into my head <laughs> is just something from childhood Brian Boitano, the ice skater. I had to oh, watch him yeah. on TV all the time and then South Park did some jokes about him. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Brian Moitano is a big one. And, like, uh, there's – I didn't realize that, like, before doing this project, I didn't realize that there was, like, he was up against another Brian um, in, like, the 1988, like – figure skating comp- olympic figure skating competition I didn't know that either. and it was nicknamed then the battle of the brian i had no <laughs> idea look that up. that's pretty funny <laughs> um so here's a trivia question or actually no you gotta go to uh so that would be the brian you'd like to meet or your favorite brian i guess that would be my favorite brian i just okay i don't so, know if there's uh, a brian i'd like other than there's brian roberts the ceo of comcast i don't know if i'd like to meet him but i don't know if somehow i could get involved with uh, comcast yeah, yeah. business he's kind of a rich guy that's the only thing i can see there but yeah, there's like I mean I think I think there's a Brian is the CEO of Hasbro too for like gaming that could be good. Hasbro owns Magic. Yeah, you, you should well you, you should yeah. try to connect you yeah, to. It's got to send him an email. Hasbro yeah. Brian, yeah, and like you know, you know work out some deals <laughs> here. <laughs> um, so here's a trivia question: um, The Super Bowl was not too long ago. Um, one of the uh, commercials um, starred a a Brian starred in one of the commercials. Um, can you name this Brian? Brian Cranston. It was Brian Cranston. <laughs> you, are you just guessing? Or no, you, I did. not saw that commercial. You saw it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So Cranston was like reenacting like uh, the Shining. Yeah, um, with the Mountain Dew. I think it was. Sugar yeah, basically like playing what Jack Nicholson's role. Yeah. Were, but it was like for some. Yeah, it was from Mountain Dew for some reason. But like, yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the most popular Brian at the moment. Yeah. But he's a Y Brian. So yeah. He's you know doing credit to his name. Yeah, he's a good one. <laughs> All right, here's a harder question. If you had to choose a first name other than Brian, what would it be aside from Elvis? Well, I kind of like my middle name, Edward. So. Edward, okay, you'd go. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. You're really comfortable with it. I feel like that's yeah. a pretty uh, pretty common response for people, for Brian's, like what, what their alternative would be. Um, really? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, like, it's just like something that they've heard and they've already associated with their like identity. So it's just like a, a natural transition, I feel like. I think there was points in my life where I didn't like the name Brian. It's just like, I don't, this just feels like a goofy name. I don't know any other Brian's. It just sounds weird coming out of my mouth sometimes. But <laughs> So then like, okay, taking that into account, would you say that overall being a Brian has been a plus or a minus in your life? It's a bit plus. Okay. Yeah. 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 Good. That's the correct answer. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any memorable instances of your name being misspelled brain? All the time. It's just, it. Uh, specifically when I got out of the Marines, there was a plaque that everybody gets a plaque but done by somebody in their shop, like a little engraving or something. Yeah. And my staff sergeant, who I really hated at the time, <laughs> we didn't get along well, but he was just kind of a drunk idiot. Anyway, yeah. he spelled it brain on my plaque. So I have corporal brain uh, roberts on there and so everybody do i don't do think he purpose? did it on purpose i think oh, he's okay. just on a lot of pain pills and drinking a lot and it was <sighs> it was kind of it was actually kind of just perfect i was like yeah this explains my this like kind of sums up my experience yeah in the and, and like your relationship with <laughs> yeah, this guy yeah, kind of uh, i mean i i okay so i even saw on the end game websites on the about page you're listed as brian owner aka brain yeah so, I like guess, are you i, I guess are you, they throw it around here are you embracing it or yeah, yeah was, I mean, this a, I this, was that a cruel joke from your co-workers no, I, I don't it happens so many times that i don't even really think about it now yeah like, people spell it wrong or call me brain it's just kind of a nickname at this point yeah um so looking back at all the Brian's uh, you've met in your life, do you believe there are any shared common characteristics or personality traits that might stem from being a Brian? That's a good question. <laughs> I really don't have an answer for you. <laughs> have you met a decent amount of Brian's in your life or are you one of the Brian's that you've just like, I've gone through life with no Brian's? I feel like it's a very small amount of Brian's in my <laughs> life. I don't know how or why, but... Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, that that happens, and you have a very small like uh, sample size to uh, yeah. you know pull some commonalities out of. <laughs> uh, 
let's just uh, then let's just end with uh, any message you'd like to say to uh, all the Brian's out there. Be nice to each other. Support each other. <laughs> I like what you're doing here. This is a unique approach <laughs> to content. All right, you can you can uh, learn more about the end games at theendgames.co.com. Um, or find them on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Thanks, Brian. Awesome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. (laughs)